part two of the deep air extravaganza. The Are we going to call it an extravaganza? No, that sounded like the deep that air. Stupid. The deep air record. Deep air part two. The deep air deep record air. part two. But what are we going to call the third part? I'm going to get really creative and part go two and a half, <laughs> deep air record part three, and deep air part two point one nine four. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Okay, so we're back again for part two. Deep Air part two. The Deep Air record part two. So when we... We're going to just get right into it? Should we just get right into it? Yeah, we might as well. This is a, you know, it's a sequel really, so you don't have to... I mean, do we have to catch people up? I don't well, think we so. Should I say we remind just go, them where we left them off. Hey, mofos. If, if you, you didn't tune in last week. If you didn't tune in last week, <laughs> stop this podcast right now. Go, go back. Play episode one of Deep Air. And then come back to us. You'll know, know right where we're at. Yeah, save us the trouble. What do you think we are, a professional radio show? Would a professional do that, knowing the time crunch? It's just a waste of time. Yes. Okay, so when we last left off, Jockey and the boys were working on the 50 fathom mark. Yeah. Trying to hit that 300 foot level. True. And Jacques just hit it. And that's what we were talking about, you know, on his way to the surface, coming back from that 300. I think he was like just below 300, just shallower than 300. On his way up, just above three. Before heaven, there was purgatory, and he had yeah. to do his couple of decompression stops in there. You know, yeah. For I have to wait five minutes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Five minutes? Watch it, watch it. So we got in. So so we're getting into now that first fatality, and that's dun dun. And that's where bum, bum, bum. Uh, in that autumn. They set up another series of dives with these different marker boards that they were using, yeah. trying to get down below the 50 fathom mark. And Jockey says that we planned to venture beyond with lines tied to the waist and a safety man stationed on deck, completely equipped to jump in and give aid in case of difficulty. I am safety man. like, is that somebody struggling down at 300 feet of water? <laughs> <laughs> See a lot of bubbles. There's a lot of bubbles out there. <laughs> no, no, Don't no. worry. I'm on my way. No. <laughs> bubbles are good. <laughs> bubbles are good. <laughs> bubbles are good. There's bubbles. Once the bubbles stop, that's, that's my call to action. <laughs> I'm on my way. The bubbles have stopped. I must go. Right? They're, on the other, they're over here on the other side of the boat. <laughs> He's not supposed to swim around. <laughs> you sons of motherless. Les sons of les motherless goats. 
Diving master Maurice Fargs entered first. Fargs! On deck, we regularly received the reassuring conventional signal Fargs gave us by tugging on the line. Tout va bien. Exactly. Which means... Mm-hmm. J'aimais pas. All is well. <laughs> J'aimais pas. Yeah. All now, is well. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. How many tugs was tout va bien? Oh, yeah. Don't get into this. Doesn't... <laughs> was that three... Was three supposed to be meeting okay, or is two? What is three? How did I? What, maybe I missed one. What if it was four? One tug was. Are you okay? Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> one tug back. No, no. And so well, I read no, that. One, one, <laughs> one was. Bonjour. One was. Allo, allo. Two was. Captain Cousteau. Allo. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> two tugs was. Tout va bien. We. Oui. We oui, tout va bien. Three tugs was. En espanol, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> that was Trace Tugs. We had, <laughs> we had a multi, multilingual uh, crew on board there. Suddenly, there was no signal. Anxiety struck us all at once. Jean Pinard, his safety man, went down immediately, and we hauled Fargs up toward the 150 feet where they would meet. Pinard plunged toward an inert body and beheld with horror that Farg's mouthpiece was hanging on his chest. Damn you, Farg's. Farg's! <laughs> no. Leave it so to they, Farg's, man. Leave it to Farg's. So they um, they tried CPR on him for like half a day, just beating on his <laughs> chest, pouring brandy in him. <laughs> Throwing him by the <laughs> fire. <laughs> Set him by the fire with a bottle of brandy. He'll be all right. So Jacques uh, says, we worked for 12 hours trying to revive Fargs, but he was dead. So we worked for 12 more. Rapture of the depths had stolen his air tube from his mouth and drowned him. When we brought him up the shot line, we found Maurice Fargs' name written on the 396-foot board. Ooh, Fargs, you went a a little off script there. (laughs) He went for it, man. Fargs, man. I'm going for it, man. I'm going for it. I am Fargs! (laughs) They don't call me Fargs for nothing. <laughs> oh, you want to do 300? I'll do 400. Fargs gave his life a 100 feet below our greatest penetration, deeper than any helmet diver breathing unmixed air has ever gone in the sea. Think he toxed? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. You know. Well, 400 is 12, 13 at us, 13 times 0.2. <laughs> You're up there, 2.6-ish, 2.7. See, I, I wouldn't. Um, well, now you said that you, you in your uh, commercial school, you had to breathe it at three point. At, was a three point right? You said you were yeah, at, we, at sixty well, feet. Well, we breathed a hundred at sixty feet. Yeah. So basically, but not for clo- long. Yeah. Close to a three. It was the O two tolerance. You can look yeah. it up what it is, and I can't remember. What it but I would have to say there's a good chance. I mean, especially then. So when we look at you know coming up, you look at when we get to that Brett dive, like how much time he took into calming his mind. Slowing down his heart rate, like getting mentally prepared for being in that 400 plus feet of water. Compared to these guys just getting going, extremely overweighted, no suit, plunging, fighting, struggling. You could easily see a a huge buildup of CO2. You could easily see that toxicity and narcosis 
added to the nitrogen narcosis, added to the O2 toxicity, all of it coming together to just take the air tube from his mouth. It, yeah, we one way to put it, I guess. So the death of Fargs and the lessons of the summer showed that 300 feet is an extreme boundary of compressed air diving. Yes. Amateurs can be trained in a few days to reach 130 feet. And there, professionals observing decompression tables may do almost any sort of work. In the next zone, down to 210 feet, experienced divers may perform light labor and make short explorations if rigid safety rules are followed. In the zone of rapture, below, only the highly skilled aqualunger may venture for a brief reconnaissance. Free divers could range considerably beyond the 50-fathom layer by breathing oxygen mixed with lighter gases, such as helium and hydrogen. While it has been proved that helium removes the cause of depth drunkenness, such dives would still require long, tedious hours of decompression. So you see how they started to put a demarcation in the depth limits based, I'm sure, on the partial pressure of the gases. You know, reached certain key marks, I'm thinking. Right, and they're, and they're taking back and just their own little self-study of... Yeah. I can write my name at this depth. I forget my name at this depth. Yeah. I can't it, even hold the pencil at this depth. Yes, but it, the other side of this, though, is it, although it seems from our point of view, oh, this was very scientific, the Navy really, I mean, did a whole lot better job of all of this in the sense of using multiple people in a chamber sure doing about, the, the sure same when. test not too much longer after. Yeah, yeah. So if not if not even maybe at the same time you know that this is just jacques the u.s navy was doing all kinds of shit way before jacques i mean jacques is a pioneer but only to the public the the navy knew a lot of this stuff so the commercial oh, yeah. divers hard hat divers knew a lot but of this not stuff, on right? uh, but not, not on, on scuba yeah not on right. scuba but maybe hat, yes and but actually, they, but they blew, but he, he blew past. So the, the deepest, the, the hard yeah. hat guy, the hard hat guys hadn't been passed. According to that, that 300 foot mark yet. With air, according to him. Right. Yeah. Like I say, there's a lot of shit but that he, commercials, but he I mean, even mentions commercial here. companies were doing that wasn't documented, you know. <laughs> oh, no, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, guys are So, I mean, here we are, we're 19, we're, we're 1947, and he's saying that. Free divers could range considerably beyond the 50 fathom layer by diving mixed gas, right? And by free diver, he doesn't mean breath He means free. scuba he diver. Mean, he means yeah. scuba diver, not tethered at, yeah. the, at this stage, you know. So he's using that term. So that's mean. 1947. So that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, the navies were already doing yeah. that kind of stuff. So, so old, uh, old Fargs there, if we remember right back from the Fontaine de Vaucluse mm-hmm. story that we did, right? The, the Great Hall of Night story. He was the guy that pulled old Jacques and Dumas back to the surface. Remember that uh, that Farg story? Yes, Farg. <laughs> that story, right? That was, yeah. you know. So old Jacques and Didi were really heartbroken by the death of Fargs because they both knew that they owed their lives, yeah, to Fargs. So he was pretty, uh, pretty beaten up, pretty broken by the the Fargs fatality. Oh sure. Plus they were all you know teammates. They were. You know, Fargs, Didi, Jacques. Who was the other uh, guy in the French Navy that they brought in? Um, they had uh, Jean Pinard. Jean Pinard, yes. That's the other one. This was pre-Falco days. Yeah, this is pre-Falco. Yeah, this is before. Well, Didi was was the wild man. The, the 
the he'll do it guy, you know, <laughs> in these days. You know, then Falco came along. But yes, he says, uh, Dumas and I owed our lives to Maurice Fargs, who had resurrected us from the death cave at Vaucluse. We will not be consoled that we were unable to save him. So after that, they kind of um, put a hold on that, trying to do things below the 50 fathom mark. Mm-hmm. Until there was an issue, an old deity, not really trying to, to make an official world record attempt. But they were out on a job on the boat. They were out dragging, or they were, they were out dragging a minesweeper and came across something. They figured it might be a wreck and didn't know what it was that they got hooked up on. And Dee Dee went, jumped in to take a quick peek to see what it was and ended up setting the official world record. Dumas slightly improved the standing f- freediving record in 1948 on a mission that had no such intent. He was called out to survey an obstacle believed to be an uncharted wreck that had fouled the drag cables of a minesweeper. When he came aboard, he learned that the depth had been sounded at 306 feet. Dumas kicked up his fins and swam down in 90 seconds. The cable was snagged on a low rock. He studied the situation for a minute and returned as quickly as he had descended. He had not been subjected to enough nitrogen saturation to cause the bends. At least they believe that. Well, they just, you know, he just got to the surface and just, yeah. you know, the the sore, tired. That's normal. You know, that's normal. That's nothing a little bit of brandy and some warm fire can't take <laughs> care of. Okay, so if we go back to, to Brett's book, he mentions in there that Frederick Dumas, a colleague of Jacques Cousteau, established one of the earliest credible compressed air diving records in 1947 by reaching 307 feet, but reported severe narcosis. Four years later, Miami lawyer Hope Root set out to attain 400 feet in clear blue water of the Gulf Stream. We already talked about old Hope Root's dive there uh, that last episode. But what Hope was doing, Hope, uh, you know, Hope shot down trying to beat, uh, you know, that 330 foot mark is what he was going for, and uh, ended up stopping around 430 feet, swam around a little bit, went down to 490. Um, and then um, dropped down to 500 and then on to 650 feet before he just like went out of range and never to be found. Yikes. In 1959, Ennio Falco of Italy reportedly reached an approximate depth of 435 feet but had no means to record it. Then in a subsequent dive to a lesser depth, he drowned during decompression. In the early 1960s, Jean-Clark Samazin declared all sports must have a champion. I want to be the champion of scuba diving. Wearing the ultimate in a cylinder package for his day, he utilized doubles on his back and his chest to reach 350 feet of water. The rig was awkward at best, but provided incredible air volume. An early Skin Diver magazine account described him as looking like a large sandwich. Later on, we had Hal Watts, who is still teaching. Uh, and then um, later on, we had Hal Watts, who beat Samazin's record down to 355 feet. So in October of 1954, there is a little uh, sidebar of a 350-foot dive that was made by Jean- John Clark Samazin. John Clark or Jean Clark? John there's Clark. A, there's a John. They call him John here. J O H N. Correct. And then later, 
we come back to him, um, and he really goes by Clark. So I think there was a, a, a... He's not French is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's just a California yeah. dude. That I know. The way you said it, he's a French dude. Well, <laughs> the way it's spelled, it looks like it's Jean Clark. It's J-O-H or J-E-A-N. That's the way it is in Brett's book. Oh. And the skin diver, it's John. Oh, okay. And then it's later referred to as just J.C. Samazin okay. or J. J. Clark Samazin. Yeah, okay. But in the sidebar, it says that Sunday, September 12th, Catalina, California, John Clark Samazin successfully completed a 350-foot aqualung dive to what is described as hopeless blackness off Casino Point. On the boat to verify his feet was Dan Callen, president of the Catalina Chamber of Commerce and resident manager of the radio station KBIG. Clark Samazin used a triple tank unit containing oxygen and helium. The total diving time was 90 minutes, most of which was used in decompression. Now, this is a sidebar in an article about the account of the women's world record dive. Okay. By none, on, none other than the lovely Rosalia Perry, mm. commonly known as Zale Perry. Yes, old Zale Perry. So on Sunday... Of Sea Hunt. She's in Sea Hunt. Or, yeah, yeah. So on Sunday, the 22nd of August, 1954, at Avalon Bay, Catalina, a new world's record for women was established by Zale Perry. The new record of 209 feet exceeds the old record set by Esther Lorenz at Avalon Bay earlier that year by another 24 feet. So good old Zale mm-hmm. broke the 200-foot the mark on air for women back then. Old Zale Perry, much admired young lady in the world of scuba diving. Absolutely, because yeah. you know she was with a bunch of uh, you know uh, rough and tough dudes for the most part. I don't know. What if they were not that rough and tough? What if they were sensitive they had men? That, they had that who, image uh, of rough and tough. Well, because she was a... Goddamn she podcasters a... are spreading it <laughs> without even... They never even knew them, and they were spreading that image. And she was the opposite of what the, the, the picture of a... A bearded or, woman oh, in the circus. A bearded woman <laughs> in the circus is what maybe people no, expected she was very, for a very woman. Attractive, yeah. yeah, for that's what they expected for a woman to get out there breaking the depth record. But she was a yeah, she was an attractive, real good looking gal, sprightly and spiritly. So that just goes to show you, there's hope for you, good looking gals out there. <laughs> I know you were pretty down in the dumps, like the world really crapped on you with your looks. <laughs> but no, you can also become a world record diver, maybe because others have done it. There you go. <laughs> Those poor, beautiful women. I feel so bad for them. We ne- I'm starting a charity. I'm going to be president of it, too. Well, Help Zale, the beautiful women of the world. Well, Zale had one. It was called the, it was called Sure. And that's sure, not about you. Like, like sure. that's thinking about your, your charity. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Mine's going to be called Right. <laughs> Well, Zales was the Scientific Underwater Research Enterprises. Okay. Which was a, a team of engineers and geologists and scientists, ichthyologists, water sports experts, and just some regular old deep sea divers. Water, water sports experts, eh? Experts. I'm an expert in uh, giant water guns, squirt guns, in other words. Now, the, the author... It's got some pretty cool squirt now, guns. Now, the though. author mentions that... <laughs> This is, in my opinion, the best group of this type to have been formed thus far. 
it's the only group of this type. Well, he's also <laughs> in the group. By the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a member. Not only my president, I'm also a member. So uh, they were there to uh, test, prove, and submit redesigns for products, which are placed in the market for sale to the consumer. So Zale, 21 years old, five foot two inch, blue eyed, blonde secretary and business executive who is very easy to look at above or below the water, because, <laughs> which is all very relevant to the dive. I love the 1950s. You know? 36, 24, 34. <laughs> she enjoys surfing, scuba diving, and long walks on the beach. She's pretty, an Aries, though. Pretty close. She's pretty close. an Aries. So she's also, she's gets also along with just, no one. <laughs> she is also just as modest as she is pretty and is. Aside from her business capacity, a swimming and water safety instructor for the Red Cross. But can, and can a terrific she... lung diver. Well, of course she is. <laughs> is that what they call it now? <laughs> I'm a lung diver. <laughs> uh, but can she cook? That's my question. <laughs> can she cook and clean is my question. She can stir up a hell of a beef stroganoff is the, <laughs> the next sentence. <laughs> she can bring home the bacon. So Saturday, the day before the record dive, the entire team made a practice dive down to 165 feet. Get okay. ready for this. We did a simulated surface dive to 165 feet where we put on all of our equipment and pretended to descend 165 feet into the water. So they had, so they had a bunch of um, sponsors for this, right? A bunch of equipment sponsors from uh, U.S. divers, um, Supplying them with aqua lungs, uh, they had Mister Buzos furnished them with equipment we desired and directed Sam LeCook, one of his top men, to see that all the equipment was in first class shape. Uh, they had the Sam new Cook LeCook, oh. Sam LeCook, who was no later relation on to in, Sam Cook, not not a relationship to, to Sam Cook, <laughs> to the, the singer. singer. Damn, no. it's like Sam Cook's involved. I love Sam Cook. So they had the uh, they had the new current Aqualung regulator with the addition of the new Hope Page non-return mouthpiece that was working to perfection. No one had any equipment trouble of any kind during the entire dive, and they owed all of that to that big thanks to Mister Buzos for helping them get all that equipment. So they're really really talking up uh, the old U.S. Divers Corporation here for helping them out. So they did this test dive preparing and coordinating for these different methods that they were going to use. They went down, smiling, making crazy signs about the slight narcosis, which all of us, excepting Zale, were feeling. So she was toughing it out, not even bothered. Stone-faced Zale, they call it. Stone-faced Zale. Now, actually, we had planned to make several such dives, each a little bit deeper than the last until the record dive was made. However, old Rory Page mentions... Everything went so smoothly and the equipment worked so well that Sunday at the last minute, Zale decided to try for the record. Fuck this. Fuck this up and down bullshit. Well, I think she was like, I'm not letting you guys take credit for this. Fuck I'm going to go get it. So she went down and um, so they moved the um, they moved the line out into deeper water. When the official witnesses arrived, the diving line was pulled up and examined by them, and after fastening the plastic slate to the bottom of the diving line, 
It was again put over the side. The team then began to prepare themselves for the dive. It was decided that Perry and Phil would accompany Zale to the bottom. Perry would keep a constant vigilance on Zale, and Phil would guide the two of them to the bottom. We would drop Cap at the 100-foot level and Paul at the 150-foot level with an extra aqua lung in the event anyone ran into trouble. I was the active safety man, good old uh, Rory, not descending below level where I could require, where I would require to decompress in case I had to ascend up in a hurry to secure other equipment or help. This then was the diving plan. Hmm. So we got four people in the water, one at 100 feet, one at 150 feet with an extra aqua lung, the writer guy in the shallower water where he could just zip down and zip back up if he had to. And then Zale, who's going down for that 200-foot plus mark okay. to set this record. Basically, it, they pulled it off without a hitch, right? Yeah. It's they kind they of uneventful. So there's so at 3 o'clock. The only thing I want to know, I mean, I guess the biggest they question. They went in. They went in the water. Yes. Okay. Let's drag this out a little bit longer. I'm going. Well, this, isn't, this one isn't that long. I know. Just but started it. I, I'm just trying. I mean, to, in reality, this would be three minutes. I know. So did they get in the water? They dove down. She rode on the slate. They can't all be crazy. We're carrying. I know. We That's why we, we're trying to. I guess I'm just speaking for the listener, who all they want to know is, after she did it, did she have sex? <laughs> <laughs> See that you got to bring up in a minute. <laughs> what? No. No, nobody even cares what's going on. She dove down, yeah, blah, blah, blah. She did whatever. Went right past everybody. Went and wrote on her slate, I'm having sex tonight. That's what she wrote. Love, Zale Perry. <laughs> I'm okay. getting lucky tonight. She probably did. Because this is what the guys are doing when they're, when, they're, uh, when they're attempting the record. They're like, I hope I get a little nookie from this record attempt that I'm risking my life for. Hope I get lucky at the old pub tonight. <laughs> had my eye on old Zale Perry for a couple of years. And she's okay, so let me, let's, let's deep do the divers. Let's get, let's get into the dive. Okay. So the water temperature was 68 oh. degrees. Ha, ha, ha. 60, are you sure it was not 69? You should have put 69. <laughs> what, is, what a rookie writer. Is this <laughs> his first story? He doesn't. He's not a marketer. That's all. If you want to get more, more listeners, more viewers. And before readers. we reach the 100-foot level... The water temperature had dropped nearly 16 degrees. So now it's down to 69. <laughs> they, left, they left cap at the 100-foot level. The water was beginning to get a little dark. The team then dropped me off, old Rory, at the 130-foot level. I watched them as they kept descending. As soon as I saw them leave, Paul, at the 150-foot level, I started ascending. On arriving to the bottom, Perry watched Zale. Perry watched Zale while she signed her name on the slate with the red crayon she had brought with her. Phil picked up the couple of starfish directly below the guideline, and then they started their ascent. They reported the bottom temperature at 50 degrees. You know what would have been a bummer? She dropped her crayon before she got to her. Son of a fox! Visibility was about like a dimly lit room, he mentions. It had taken approximately two and a half minutes to make the descent and three and a half minutes to ascend to the first decompression stage. Okay. As soon as Rory broke the surface, he was handed an oxygen bottle, which was to be used in the second stage of decompression. I descended again to the 33-foot level, which was the first decompression stage. I had no more than arrived at this level when the remainder of the team joined me from below. Zale wrote on a slate that she was okay, but cold. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that with a... <laughs> so what you're saying is her headlights were on. 
Are these things working? Or am I just wasting my time? <laughs> Zale wrote on the slate that she was okay, but cold. Everyone already knew that, though. How do you know that? So what you're saying is, yes, I'm okay, but my headlights are on. So can we dim these? <laughs> it was dark. It was so, dark. Uh, so she was lighting the way. <laughs> it was dark. That's a leader. Knew. That's a woman leader lighting the way for the boys. Yeah, I'll say. We were all trying to talk with our hands and eyes. Zale- <laughs> Hurry, Will. <laughs> I can't see a damn thing. Is that you, Zale? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is are this? There, Who is this? Yeah. Is that you or is there are there a couple screws sticking up on this bumpy <laughs> wetsuit? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Whose wetsuit is this? <laughs> Zale indicated that she didn't need the oxygen. So I took it in the spare tank to the surface. So this dude's down, so he's down at 130 feet for five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Shoots up to the surface, grabs a bottle of O2, drops back down to 30 feet, passes it off to these guys that were just down at 200 feet for five minutes. Why didn't they just have it hanging there at 33 feet? Because that wouldn't have wouldn't be job security for Rory. <laughs> he, had <an> important, <laughs> he had an important job to go up and do. Union rules. It say, was in the plan. I have to go. <coughs> yeah, I have to go up all the way. When I returned to the second decompression stage, Cap was standing on his head waiting with his leg wrapped around the guideline. Paul was laid straight out with his hands behind his head as if he were just lying there on a nice feather bed. Cap and Paul, <laughs> jokers. Perry and Phil were both crowded around Zale trying to talk to her via hand motions. Here's my first thing. If my name's Zale Perry, there's nobody on the team named Perry. It's You're pa- fired. It's I can't. Perry with an A versus there's a Perry with an E. I don't care. There's nobody on the team. I'm the only, there's only rough room for There's one Perry. Perry. No, and nobody's taking the name Zale. Nobody's taking the name Perry. I'm we're not going to. We're, we're not going to get any of this confused, and it's just too much to deal with. Listen, if we ever get a third person, no has in this podcast, and his name is also James, Jim immediately, Jimbo. <laughs> He's a Jimbo. If I, if I were a Jim or a James, and people were calling me Jimbo, I'd be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Jimbo. Well, he's going to be the third guy, so he's Don't Jimbo. Know. Yeah. When the decompression was over, Cap and I were the first out of the water, followed by Paul and Phil. Then came Zale. This with, is important to with know. Perry last. This is important to know. Yes, you got to know the, the order, order of people exiting the, the water. I'm like, are they short for copy here? Are they, they're trying to fill up space? Well, I know what we can talk about: the order that people exited the water. Yeah. You came first, and then Zale sauntered out with her high heels, and they played some stripper music as she got off the boat. No, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> no. what is? It? I can't do a good. Uh, Wait, you, 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 I got a good one for you, so you can describe why it's obvious that that this next <laughs> sentence is true. You ready? Okay. Everyone was cold, elated, and excited. Of course, they were. <laughs> Yeah. You could tell. You could tell. It was evidenced. By headlights and shrinkage. <laughs> headlights and shrinkage. The dive was complete and a new record was set. The total time underwater was 23 minutes. Zale had a big satisfied grin on her face and then a laugh <laughs> and a wave for everyone. Dive had gone off like clockwork. Everyone had done a perfect job. The group, Even Jimbo? Even Jimbo. The group accepting Zale experienced slight nitrogen narcosis from 160 feet down. And Zale's like, I didn't feel a damn thing. 
That's what she says. Hmm. Now, maybe she's just trying to. Well, I, I think there could be a little bit of that machismo. Yeah, you know, trying to tough it up for the guys. Female you know? machismo. And, and it also could be that maybe it wasn't that strong and she was able to, to work through it. It wasn't well, like incas- sure. I mean, incapacitating narcosis. No. Which, I mean, I think you could literally, you could do 160 feet to 200 feet and not be narked out of your mind, especially on a. Yeah, not everybody minute, gets three, narked to their, out of their gourd. Yeah, especially yeah. on a three minute dive. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's whoop, down, mm-hmm. whoop, back up, hanging out and. Whoop. 20, 15, 10 feet for the next 20 minutes. You yes. Know? Whoop. That's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> is that what she's... I, <laughs> no, that's the what thing I think, is... I think that's what Rory sounds like when he was looking at <laughs> Zale. Whoop. 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 But people who dive with James know that James does make some whale sounds when he's diving. You do make it's, noise. Uh, I, I do. It's, it's your breathe. When you get in tune... With your breathing, so you're your saying breathing. the rest of the world is not in tune with their breathing. <laughs> no, you should you should you should be going when you really get that that true Warm. deep Zen state of breathing. You can it, mm. you create a sound that this is mimics the o- <laughs> mimics the ocean. When I first the first like James will give me some clips to look at, and I'm listening. I'm I've got the sound on. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? Is that my? Is that the camera broken? It's me <laughs> in the James zone. It's me breathing <laughs> in the zone, man. So the uh, old sure, the scientific underwater research enterprises decided with Zale's lack of narcosis that they were going to write a paper, technical paper, on the subject of nitrogen narcosis. They couldn't find enough subject matter, yeah. to give a really good, true picture of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't. They also doesn't appear to me that they did any objective testing. No, not com- when you compare to what Jackie and the boys were doing. Right? They they yeah, just yeah. wanted to hit the record, yeah. get up and go. They they weren't doing it for any real scientific value other than the record. Whereas but they did and wanna, the guys were, yeah. were going down for the scientific value, and in the course of doing so, realized they just set a record. Yeah, and there is, I mean, there's some something scientifically gained from achieving a record, but. By the same token, you need some objective testing to see what the various results are. Not just the subjective comment, I didn't feel anything. Sure you didn't. I, I can go to blow a quarry and listen to the jackasses come up from 130 feet saying they didn't feel anything. No offense to the non-jackasses that were right. coming up. That, but you know what I'm saying? Sort of they're bragging, ah, I wasn't narked at all. You know, you know, right, right, but right. There, right. So, yeah, we, then, we don't know then, that because yes, you didn't have the, to do anything. Yes, but on the flip side of that is you got the uh, the, the open water instructor taking his advanced guy down mm-hmm. to 64 feet and, and doing, giving him the yes. block test. And see, it <laughs> took you two seconds longer, longer than it did when we were sitting on the dock. Yeah. There's I mean, no you are there. trying to show the student, and sometimes the students do better at, at depth than they do <laughs> right, in the shallow, right. and which has happened when I was teaching. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, what does that show? You should uh, you should operate drunk more often because you are better, better drunk than sober. Right. So there's there's a line between yeah. the, the accuracy in that, right? Yeah. And can you swim around in 130 feet and, and but not it's still feel narcosis? Yeah. It, there's gonna. I mean, scientifically, it's there. It's gonna be something. They, how, well, how you react to it is. Yes. There's there's more variables in there. You can't go by an objective feel or a subjective feeling yeah. for this. You have to go by objective testing, and that's what you know. The U.S. Navy did that. And the U.S. Navy actually showed that even as shallow as sixty feet, people are have a, a noticeable detriment in their cognitive 
abilities as shallow as 60 feet. And I think even if I could recall the testing correctly, I thought it was even shallower than that, like almost any pressure. I've seen plenty of people with uh, a reduction in their cognitive ability just putting their BCDs on. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> so old Perry, you know which Perry I'm talking about? Of course I do. Not. You're just throwing Perrys around like they're, like any old Perry will do. Not, not the Perry, but, but a Perry. the other Perry. Okay. Not the world record setting Zale Perry. Perry, but the other Perry. Perry Bivins. Mason. Perry Bivens. Old Bivens. Uh, with, uh, with the old Sure Group, is uh, started doing some very technical research on diving with helium. This the, is very technical. The deepest dive that they had made so far, experimenting with helium, had been to 100 feet. Who's they? The Sure Group? Yes. Oh, okay. So the Sure Group. Like, so they're starting playing very, around with it. Yeah. Um, they where they did um, a short dive required ten minutes of decompression at fifty feet with pure oxygen. Well, it just goes to show you the level of, I guess, non-understanding or whatever. I would say, yeah. I, could, I think you can clearly say, easily say level of ignorance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't know. It's not a bad way of ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't know it. Yeah, they just didn't understand, didn't know yet. Yeah, and were really paving the way. And they were very afraid of helium, obviously, because we're only going to hundred feet on it. Where helium is really, I mean, it's it's made. Well, it seems to be made for deep diving. It's almost yeah specifically made. It's like God said, "I need a good deep diving gas. What will work? How about helium?" Jesus says, "How about helium?" Well, you might. Not bad, Jabe man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let there be helium. And he saw that it was good. So old Rory closes out this article by saying that uh, we are all confident we will be able to set new world records for men very safely in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> yeah. For men, damn it. <laughs> How sex... So the whole, the whole article was supposed to be this... Look at Zale Perry's... Uh, uh, strong woman doing this uh deep dive and what we're going to glean from it is something that us men can do <laughs> right right yeah. Yeah. hey men oh well so in the november of 54 issue of skin diver uh they have a story about the 350 foot dive by clark samazin again they did it down in uh, southern california went through a bunch of uh careful preparations kind of like they did with the Catalina group with uh yeah. with Zale and the crew. Surprised they're they're in Cali. You would think they would go to like Florida because the water is 10 to 15 well, degrees I think warmer. They, yeah, but these guys were in California. You know? I know. It's it's just where they were, you know. They were a Southern but, California yeah. company, the Southern California. Well, they could have got in their covered wagons and taken a They might have had to. <laughs> what the hell? You mean airplanes were? So uh, these guys wanted to bring the record, the good old record of, of depth, home to the U.S., which had previously been held by Frederick Dumas, member of Captain Cousseau's team. So old uh, J.C. Samazin entered the water harnessed in a triple-unit lung filled with an oxygen-helium mixture carefully compounded to help eliminate the dangers of nitrogen narcosis and the bends. Um, he was dressed in protective clothing of foam rubber to uh, avoid the disastrous effects of excessive cold, well weighted down to overcome natural buoyancy with over 45 pounds of lead. Yikes. Well, he had all, well, still. 
Yikes. Uh, he uh, then uh, slid down to the sandy bottom, approximately 365 feet down. The return to the surface was less rapid and more eventful. I would hope so. Met at 225 feet by Perry Biven. Old Clark Samuelson signaled that he was okay, although later he admitted he was experiencing difficulties with his breathing. At 90 feet, Sam LeCook brought down a tank of pure oxygen to be administered from there on to hasten decompression. Clark Samazin switched to the O2. However, he imperceptibly slipped down to a level below 50 feet. In short order, he dreaded symptoms of oxygen narcosis. Did they? When did he go on the O2? I thought you said at 90 feet. I, it, it does. It says, that it says he slipped at below 90 50. Feet, at 90 feet, Sam LeCook brought down a tank of pure oxygen. Right. Clark Samazin switched to oxygen. However, he imperceptibly slipped down to a level below 50 feet. That doesn't make any sense. No. So um, Maybe he meant to... St- no. In short order, the dreaded symptoms of oxygen narcosis began to manifest themselves. Blurring of the vision and twitching of the face, conscientious of the fact that the diver brought back to a safe depth, terminated decompression, clamored aboard, and a day well spent came to a close. Did they say how long his deco was? doesn't say. Oh. Why was Clark Samazin successful where others had failed? Mostly due to the careful forethought about the whole enterprise, proper equipment, luck perhaps too, and not to be overlooked the fact that he was an experienced diver. This should be an encouragement for all divers well-tempered with care. The problems in skin diving are of a personal nature as well as of a general one and should be faced individually with much intelligence, cool-headedness, and forethought as can be mustered. So this is what really sets up the uh, the finishing line, right, for uh, let's uh, let's get this race started. Mm, sure. I'm diving deep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're working their way through the bugs to finally get to the procedures that we now have. To yeah, yeah. Learn, learn Not that it, we have it down it pat, but we are definitely, you know, I think kind of like that funnel. You have all this uh, wide range of things you could be doing, and now we're funneling it into the things that work. Yeah, right. absolutely. Who knows what's going to come in the next 25 years or so but yeah deep diving isn't as risky as it was that being said you need to be practiced and knowledgeable well yeah i mean that's a, that's what i think you know i think this, what, that, that, this holds very true you know yeah. where he says that the problems in skin diving are of a personal nature as well as of a general one yeah right it's it's used i mean there's general rules that need to be right. looked it's a at personal but it's also, physiology a personal yeah. thing and too, psychology right? there's yeah. a lot going on when you when you're doing that yeah stuff. and that's yeah. where he last word saying much intelligence cool headedness and forethought yeah and practice and and you know this is this goes to people believe they have a lot of experience when they have 300 dives you know i read that all the time he was very experienced with 300 dives no he wasn't no he was not even even if he did the 300 dives in the first year, he got a good amount of dives in a year, but he was not very experienced. You know, experienced is, is thousands of dives in multitude of environments under multitude of conditions. With Slowly a, simmered yes. to, uh, to an experienced perfection. There you go. Not yeah. just boiled up real quick. Right. And that's where I, mean, that's where what I think. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with lens you. Lens to this. For sure. You know. I'm experienced, so I'm going to do this. And you really aren't experienced. Yeah, you're experienced to the person you were in the open water class or even in your advanced class. But you're not experienced. From the bottom of the sea. But first, are you experienced? Or have you?
Have you ever been experienced? I'm uh, I'm working on it. Okay, on that note, groovy. Yeah, Let's get this out is of here. A, yeah, this we're going to go a, on this, a decode this, stop. This, this dive is, no, we're uh, we're staying down, man. We're staying yeah. down. Well, I'm going to go decode before I go back down. All right, so go up, <laughs> grab a O2 bottle. I'm going to go up to 90 down, feet and get my O2 bottle. <laughs> and then uh, come back down. I'll be, I'm going to wait right here for you. All right, gang, we'll see you next week. Yeah, safe dives until then. Hasta. Hasta mañana. that for what it's worth.